Hello, everybody. This is Rich Sports Talk broadcasting on TuneIn, SoundCloud, Speaker, and available for download on iTunes. Thank you so much for joining us here today. I'm your host, Nolan Rich, and remember to follow and subscribe and like us on our Facebook, Twitter accounts, Rich Sports Talk, and available at richsportstalk.com. Going to start a new segment today, NFL season just a month away. We're going to have a lot of great NFL content this month leading up to the beginning of the season. But I'm going to go division by division. So if your division isn't mentioned today and your team, stick around. Remember to like and subscribe. We'll get to every division. This is going to be a new segment we're going to do. I'm going to go by the schedule. Everyone talks about the talent in the NFL. I think that's a big part of success in a team. But one thing I don't think we talk about in terms of success is the schedule. And this is one reason I love the NFL scheduling. If you finish in first place, you get a harder schedule. Fourth place, it's a little bit easier. But I don't think we take the scheduling to an account as much. So I'm going to start with what I think will be the most fascinating division, the NFC East this year. And I'm going to preface this by saying I really could see the Cowboys or the Eagles finishing in first or second. Either team can finish in first place. I think these are two of the most talented rosters in terms of top to bottom, line play, defensive line play in the NFC. But I'm going to give the edge to the defending champion, Philadelphia Eagles. Now, a lot of people are saying, well, wait a minute, they're not going to have Carson Wentz the first four to six weeks. Well, they look out. They have an easy schedule the first few weeks. I can see them going three and one over that span. Don't forget, they also play Tampa early on in, during the Jameis Winston suspension, so they won't have Jameis Winston. Uh, the, the Eagles are going to have a tough road schedule, but a couple of good matchups that they will get at home. They have the Falcons at home. That will be an advantage to the Eagles. Uh, Falcons team likes to play on that fast track indoors. It's going to slow their offense down slightly. I think that's a big home game for them. They also get the Texans at home. They don't have to travel to Houston. They get Indianapolis home, who I think is a real wild card this year because we don't know what Andrew Luck's going to be. But they also get the Vikings at home. I don't think the Vikings are going to be as great as they were last year. And the other thing, too, is this team, we saw what they did in the NFC Championship game. They took this team to the woodshed last year. I think Kirk Cousins is an upgrade, but I do think the Eagles are a better team. So they get that at home. They get the Panthers and Cam Newton at home. Now, their road schedule is challenging. However, I do think they get an advantage. Tampa Bay, they get no Jameis Winston. They go to Tennessee. Not a bad road trip. The hard games for them is going to be this. It's going to be at New Orleans, who's a great team indoors. It's going to be at Los Angeles, which will be a tough game. And at Jacksonville in London. Now, a lot of people will say, well, they're a better team than Jacksonville. And I agree with that. But here's one thing we have to keep in mind about Jacksonville. They have now become accustomed to the London game. That's basically almost a home game for them because they're so used to them. They always play a game over there across the pond every year. And teams will tell you it's hard because they are dealing with the time change. They're dealing with the week. And it's a very difficult situation for a team that hasn't really done it. And the Jaguars do it every year. And you see the difference it makes. They play differently when they're in London because they're used to that. They, The players in that organization, the coaches, they're used to playing on that timetable. So that could be a sneaky win for Jacksonville in that situation. So that's a, a game we really have to watch. Uh, I think the hardest part for the Eagles next year is going to be in the late part of the season. The good news is we'll have Carson Wentz back for this They're going to get four NFC East games in five weeks. But the good news is Carson Wentz will be back. And they also get Dallas off a bye week, which I think will be a big boost for them. But it's going to be a tough schedule because they go from Dallas to play New Orleans and the Giants. However, I still think the Eagles, their hardest games of their schedule, they're going to have Wentz back. They weren't front-loaded with their difficult games. With their front four games, if 
Foles has to play. He's a capable quarterback. I can see him going 3-1. and one, And I still think that they have just enough talent, and they're slightly better, even with the harder schedule over Dallas. Now, we're going to get to the Cowboys once again. Kind of preface this by saying I can see them finishing in first, especially having Ezekiel for all 16 games this year, health permitting. So let's look at their schedule. Out of division at home, they get some some of the easier games at home. They get Detroit at home. They get Tampa at home. They get Jacksonville at home. They get the Titans at home. They get the Saints at home. Their road schedule is what made really the difference out of conference. It's very difficult. They have to go to Carolina. They have to go to Seattle. And I personally, when we get into the NFC West, I don't think Seattle is going to be the same team. But that is a different environment. That is one of the hardest, if not the hardest, place to play on the road in the NFL is in Seattle, at Houston, at Indianapolis, and at Atlanta. That is going to be a brutal road schedule for the Cowboys. Uh, they luck out because they don't have that four NFC East games in five weeks, like the Cowboys, I, I mean the Eagles. That helps them a little bit, but I still see them finishing 10-6. and six. I have the Eagles above them at 11-5. and five. So, but... Don't fret, Dallas Nation. You're going to be in the playoffs, 10-6. and six. I think it's going to be a capable season. Uh, the questions, I have a little bit more questions about this roster, a little bit back into the defense, uh, the outside weapons for the Cowboys coming into this season. I think Eagles, even Wentz's health, have less questions, so that's why I have the Cowboys finishing in second place at 10-6. and six. Now we're going to get to the Giants. Now, the Giants have been a very funny team the last two seasons. I don't think they were as good as their wild card 11-5 season two years ago. And I certainly don't think they're as bad as where they finished last year with the second worst record in the NFL. That being said, I don't think they have the talent like the Cowboys or the Eagles. So I have them finishing in third place at 8-8. Eight eight. Now, they do get, in October, they get a short week after Carolina hosts the Eagles. I think that will be a very tough game for them. But the final stretch of the season, if the Giants are above 500 at the end of November, they have the easiest stretch of anyone in the NFC East going down the stretch. After they play at Philadelphia on November 25th, this is their December schedule. It's very, it's very uh, conducive for the Giants. They play home against Chicago. They go to Washington. They're home against the Titans. They go to at Indy and home against Dallas. Now, once again, I preface this by saying earlier, I think Indy's going to be a big wild card. But that could be an interesting game late in the season if Lux's health isn't great. If they're out of it, maybe they take him out. Maybe they're not putting him out there in harm's way late in the season to make sure he's healthy. So the Giants do have, I think, a favorable stretch down their season, but they have to once again be in a position to do that. They have to be around 500 after that Eagle game on November 25th. Out of division home games, they luck out with a lot of these home games. Uh, Jacksonville at home, the Saints at home, Tampa at home, the Titans at home, and Chicago. Keep in mind a, their schedule is very conducive with their record last year. Their road games are still going to be tough, though. At Atlanta, at Carolina, at Houston, at Indy. And this is one, I think, that really hurts them. At San Francisco. Now, going by the records, it wouldn't seem like that bad, but I think that San Francisco is going to be one of the surprise teams this year. I love what they're doing with Jimmy Garoppolo. I think they have a great system out there. I think that roster is underrated. I think they're going to take a big step. Maybe not the playoffs this season, but they're going to be a team that you're going to look at moving forward and say this could be a scary team. So I think that's going to be a very tough one for the Giants. I see the Giants at 8-8, eight and eight, mostly because I love their defensive personnel. However, I'm not a big fan of Eli Manning. I think he's on the decline. I think the Giants need to start looking for his replacement. I think they're going to miss regret not getting him in the NFL draft this year, even though I think Saquon Barkley is going to be a nice piece in the short term. I think they're going to be competitive. The big question is, Eli, can he manage the game enough to get them over the hump and can he limit the turnovers? If he can do that, the Giants do have a 
decent schedule, especially down the stretch. But this team falters early. That could be the big determining factor. They're a couple games under 500. When they get to December, it's not going to matter. But if they're hovering around that 500 mark, they could be a 5-6 and six team even. That schedule is very conducive if they want to make a push to try to get 9-7 and seven and get into the playoffs. And finally, the Washington Redskins. Now, I really like Alex Smith. For anyone that's known me and listened to me, I, I'm higher on Alex Smith than a lot of people. I think he's a good BB-plus quarterback in this league. But once again, and I'll get to this when I get to Minnesota, it takes about two years for a quarterback to learn a new system, even though he's a veteran. I think there's going to be a learning curve in Washington. And when you look at the rosters, Washington does not have the defensive personnel like the Giants. They certainly don't have the offensive personnel and the line play like the Cowboys and the Eagles. So even though Alex Smith, I think you don't lose much after losing Kirk Cousins in terms of talent and production, I just don't see in terms of the roster really having the wherewithal to compete. Even though I have them at the 7-9 and nine range right now, now they could start off the season very well. Keep in mind, they play Arizona, who could possibly have a rookie quarterbacker, Sam Bradford, and Indy in the first two weeks. In Indianapolis, we're not sure what Andrew Luck's going to be. So he might be rusty in those first two weeks. But then it gets very difficult for them in November. They have three consecutive NFC East games, including the Thanksgiving game in Dallas. Their non-conference home schedule, they do get a break. They do play some good teams at home, but it's going to be tough. They're hosting Green Bay, hosting Indy, hosting Carolina, hosting the Falcons, and hosting Houston. However, they have to go to Tampa Bay, to New Orleans, to Jacksonville, and to the Titans. Now, if this team plays above their means, they could possibly get in because of their schedule. However, I just don't think they have the personnel and will not be able to overcome Alex Smith's learning curve this year. I still think he's going to be productive. I don't think you're going to miss a lot of production in terms of what Kirk Cousins gave this team. However, in my opinion, it won't be enough, so I have the Redskins 7-9. So just to recap, I have the Eagles finishing 11-5, Cowboys 10-6 making the wild card, Giants 8-8, and the Redskins at 7-9. A lot of this, once again, predicated on schedule. And when I look at this, one of the big things I look at is the quarterback matchup. Do I think your team has the better quarterback in that matchup? And even the Eagles, the first four weeks of the season with Nick Foles, I think that they're going to have favorable matchups early on. And one of those matchups, once again, Tampa Bay, they're not going to have Jameis Winston in the first three weeks of the suspension. So you have to look at back-to-backs, the Eagles with a lot of games in the NFC East, the Redskins with three consecutive NFC East games. These games are physical. That's going to take a toll, and you have to look. at. That's why I think the Giants and Cowboys look out a little bit. They don't have those consecutive NFC East games like the Eagles and the Redskins, but that's what I'm predicting for the NFC East. And... Uh, we're going to keep doing this. We're doing it for all all the divisions in the NFL. Next one, we're going to do the NFC North. So we're going to stick with the NFC, go through all four divisions in the NFC, followed by the AFC. So once again, if I didn't get to your team today, we're certainly going to get to it before the season here on Rich Sports Talk. Thank you so much for joining us today. If you'd like to get in contact with the show, have any thoughts, opinions, or just would like to be on air, email us richsportstalk at gmail.com. That is richsportstalk at gmail.com. Once again, broadcasting on SoundCloud. Tune in. Spreaker and available for download on iTunes. Remember to like and subscribe. We would love to hear from you guys. You can always follow us on Twitter, Rich Sports Talk. Thank you so much for joining us today. I'm Nolan Rich. Thank you from Rich Sports Talk.